Hey everybody, welcome to another segment of Tony's show. And today, tonight, we are going to hit a little bit off the live stream yesterday. And we're going to talk about a bunch of different other things. You know, the general end of the world scenario. And what, what are we going to do? And how are we going to survive? And, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> well, we've all heard about the 15-minute city. I'm going to play a little ditty on that as well. And if we are honest with ourselves, we, we will admit that we haven't won a damn thing. And in all due respect, I don't think we're going to win anything. They are already talking plans of the future that they're going to be doing next year and the year after and the year after. They already gave us the, the scheduled event coming down to 2030. And all I'm really seeing in all of this, in my humble opinion, this is my perspective, and I don't expect everyone to share that perspective, but what I'm seeing primarily is that nothing is, is slowing this down. Nothing short of a secession or a civil war is going to slow this down. Because they were already, they're already talking in 2023 what they're going to bring in. We're talking uh, uh, C40, mega C40 cities coming up. Uh, there are 30 cities in Ontario alone. 30 cities that they have designated. Four hours from me, I think there's about a dozen cities four hours away from where I live that they are designating to create a, a C40 zone for cities. <clears throat> Vancouver's already on its way. I believe probably Calgary and around that area is on its way. A lot of small towns and, and villages are on that list. Basically, these are cities that are going to be designer cities. Cities where you're going to have, you know, a, a measure, measuring everything about what you're doing. Whether you fart on the left side of your ass or the right side of your ass because you're producing now methane. Whether you're jogging and, and, and expelling high levels of carbon. Whether you're using too much toilet paper to wipe your backside. That kind of thing. How much you're wasting, where you're shopping, what you're spending your money on. In other words, privacy is non-existent. You are under a microscope and you are being scrutinized. The AI, this is an AI operating system that's enact, being enacted on the planet and people don't realize it. The WEF and all that bullshit, the, the WHO and the UN and all this stuff, the governments are all being controlled by this AI operating system. They don't even realize it either, I don't think, to the full extent. And all these distractions are going on right now. The pedophile activity, the human trafficking activity, the, uh, the uprisings in different places and communities because they don't want to accept the bullshit. You know, the Brazil fiasco going on down there. You know, the shit going on in America. The lunacy happening in Canada. Canada has lost its mind. Period. We had the dumbest... I mean, the dumbest politicians on two feet. And talking about strange, bizarre, and insane, well, we have all of it here. I'm not saying this so that you give up. On the contrary. I am saying this so you don't yield to their bullshit. Whatever you got to do to be in a state of rebellion, do so. Compliance is not required and if you have to form a new community elsewhere 
do so. If you have to squat on land elsewhere, do so. Be fully prepared to be in a war, a real war war. Not just a mental war, not just some psychological warfare or emotional warfare or programmable warfare. War. Guns, bullets, bombs, you know, missiles, explosives, people dying, that kind of war. If they can't seduce you, they will reduce you. That's, how they're, that's, that's just how they do it. That's been going on since the turn of the century. Since the turn, turn of the 19th century, we've had nothing but war. That's all we've had was war. To subjugate countries, populations, cultures, religions, po uh, politics, to be subdued under a centralized system. That's, this has been going on forever. Near the end of the 1800s, right till the current day, we have nothing but war. Russia is part of the WEF, and so what we're seeing over there with Ukraine and Russia, my humblest opinion, is theater. Nothing more than more theater. How is it that the Prime Minister and uh, Christopher Freeland in Canada got, just gave another $117 million to the Ukraine? Did you notice the price of gas jumped up a nickel a liter? Probably going to go up to about another 10, 15 cents probably by tomorrow or by the weekend. Every time they take money out of our pocket to support some ragtag show uh, overseas, our price of fuel goes up. And then the price of our goods goes up. And the price of our food goes up. And then the price of rent goes up. And then the price of buying a house goes up. And, you know, round and round and round we go. Where this shit ends, nobody knows. We are in a free fall spiral with this. And not many people are paying attention. Those who are awake can see what's going on. They know what I'm talking about. Anybody who still has a, has a brain cell still functioning and can actually orbit around the head properly without going tilt... You know, knows exactly what I'm talking about. I keep saying, don't trust your politicians. Don't ever trust any of them. They'll smile at you. They'll make you feel like you're important. They'll make you feel like they're doing a job just for you. They're going to look after you. They're going to take care of you. Oh, they're going to do such wonderful work for you. You have no idea. They're in the public service and they're just going to be your end-all, be-all, do-all. Right to the fucking grave. We've seen how governments in the last three years, not two, three years, have basically corrupted and violated their trust with the general population. So why now would you even consider trusting them on anything? Why even vote? It doesn't matter whether you vote or not. Artificial intelligence will rig the election so they the AI will decide who, who wins and who doesn't. Who will best fit the agenda for the AI to carry out its agenda, its function. Now you're talking like, uh, now some of you are saying, what do you mean AI? What do you mean by AI controlling? AI is running the planet. AI has been running the planet. AI runs your computers. AI runs your operating systems. AI runs your security. AI runs everything. And you got many different uh, facets of AI. But the real AI, the main enchilada of AI, 
These what you're seeing are peripherals. That's all they are. And the more and more we become reliant on artificial intelligence, the quicker we are become seduced and become integrated as a peripheral of AI. I am glad I'm at the tail end of my time on this shithole. You know, I may be around to see some of this incorporated, but I'll be long gone before this becomes, hopefully, before this is all fully uh, in, uh, integrated. If I'm still here, oh boy, oh boy. It's going to get fun. I'm going to play some stuff for you. I think it's important that you hear some of the stuff that's going on so you understand where we're at. Okay, I played some of this yesterday, so if you didn't hear the live stream, now, this will be new to you. If you heard the live stream, you're going to hear it again. Some, uh, some people have been telling me it's good that they play some of these things twice to make sure that they sink in. I, I, see, I always, I always assume everyone's quick and can catch on. And I, I sometimes fail to realize, or at the moment realize, that some people have so many things on the go that they don't catch things right away. And so... Uh, for those that do, this is sort of like, you know, redundant. But for those who don't, this is like um, another tap on the shoulder. Hey, go look at this. Go look at this. Go look at this. All right, so let me play this for you. And some of you may have heard it yesterday. You can hear it again today. If not, if not had heard it or if you didn't hear it correctly, you'll, you'll get a chance. You'll get a chance to speak fluent Canadian in a few, <laughs> in a few minutes. All right, hold on. Here we go. Guys, have you heard of the concept of a 15-minute city? If you haven't, I'm pretty certain you're going to hear about it pretty soon. The World Economic... Guys, have you heard of the concept of a 15-minute city? If you haven't, I'm pretty certain you're going to hear about it pretty soon. The World Economic Forum, the United Nations, they're all working on this. And uh, the concept is this. A 15-minute city is that everything that you would possibly need, your groceries, your dentist, your doctor, anything that you would need would be within 15 minutes walking distance of your home. And if you go outside of that 15 minute zone that you live in, um, you could possibly be fined or punished. See, what they want to do is limit your carbon footprint. They want to limit the use of your personal vehicle. See, if you drive your vehicle outside of that 15 minute zone more than 100 times a year, you could be fined. This is what they're floating around. And a lot of people would say, well, that's just, that's crazy. There's no way anyone would go along with that. But I have to remind you, what did we just do a couple years ago? Everyone locked themselves in their homes. People died in nursing homes alone because their family couldn't visit them. People lost their livelihoods. People lost their businesses. Just locked away. And back then, many of us were screaming at the rooftops, saying, you know, this is all about control. All about control. It doesn't have anything to do with what they're telling us it is. And we could see the writing on the wall that it wasn't going to stop with those lockdowns, that we'd probably see new lockdowns, probably in the name of climate change. And here we are. This is the beginning of it. And it really got its big moment and really started to gain some traction in 2020 in Paris. The Socialist Party candidate for mayor won re-election. And one of the things that she was toting around back then was the idea of a 15-minute city. Now, what did I just say? Who was running for mayor? The Socialist Party. And she won. You know, the socialist, communist agenda just spreading across the globe right now. But after she won that election, the World Economic Forum, the United Nations, they all jumped onto this idea of a 15-minute city. And this is moving forward. Right now, in Great Britain, in the county of Oxfordshire, they're voting and proposing that if any of the 150,000 residents 
drive outside of their designated district more than 100 days a year, that they'll be fined 70 pounds. I mean, what is this, the Hunger Games? I mean, you can't leave your district, you can't leave your zone without being punished. You know, what is this, uh, Communist China? I mean, they have a social credit score in Communist China. You know, if you're not a good little soldier, if you're not doing what the government tells you, if you're not just following the rules, your social credit score will drop, and then you lose some freedoms. You know, for example, if I wanted to go on vacation, well, your social credit score would have to be at a certain level, otherwise you can't get on that airplane or you can't get on that public transportation. It's all about control and limiting our freedoms. Now, some people might say, well, that's communist China. It's not going to spread out from there. Well, I have to disagree. The World Economic Forum right now is doing just that. You know, it started with tracking the carbon footprint of a company or a factory or a corporation, right? Nobody had a problem with that. But now they want to track the carbon footprint of an individual. The World Economic Forum right now is working on a carbon footprint tracker for individuals. They want to control what you eat, how you move, who you interact with, and just about any other part of your life. If you don't believe me, here's what they have to say. We're developing, through technology, an ability for consumers to measure their own carbon footprint. What does that mean? That's, where are they traveling? How are they traveling? What are they eating? What are they consuming on the platform? So, individual carbon footprint tracker. Mm. Stay tuned, we don't have it operational yet, but this is something that we're working on. So is that the world that you want to live in, where they're tracking your movements, tracking what you eat, tracking who you interact with, locking you in your homes, not letting you out of your district or your zone? Is that the world that you want to live in? We're learning that a World Health Organization staffer has written a report saying that a climate lockdown could be called for. It's like a COVID lockdown, a climate lockdown. Mark Morano is an author who has written a lot about climate change. He founded Climate Depot. He joins us tonight. Mark, thanks so much for coming up. A climate lockdown. Now, I would laugh this off the table, except we all just lived through the last 18 months so we know that anything is possible. What does this mean exactly? Well, you know, in my book, Green Fraud, I detail two chapters on this, Tucker. This is the climate activists were, first of all, jealous when the COVID lockdowns happened. They were beside themselves saying, how is this happening? Everyone from Greta Thunberg to John Kerry, UN officials. And then they started saying, we need to follow this. If we can shut down for a virus, we can shut down for climate. And that's what we're seeing. There's even academics in Australia proposing adding climate change to death certificates. And Bill Gates has said the death toll will be greater. So they're following every step of the way. And it's not just, you know, a, a professor here or someone in academia. We have a major UK report coming out. We have an international agency report that came out uh, calling for essentially the same type of lockdowns. Everything from restrictions on your thermostat to restrictions of moving. Uh, you know, you can only fly in a climate emergency when it's, quote, morally justifiable. You know, kind of like a lockdown, you have to justify going to the store for essential services. They're going after freedom of movement. They're going after private car ownership. They're going after uh, everything it means to be a free person and turning it over to the administrative state. So climate lockdowns, this 15-minute city concept, it's being pushed through, and I think it's going to be fast-tracked. Guys, have you heard of the concept? Welcome to the free world, Canada. Oh, Canada. <laughs> it's already begun here. Toronto, Vancouver, you know, any major part 
any major city in this country is probably already engaging that Montreal, Montreal got selected to be some sort of, you know, uh, 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 centralized city to bring in their, their greening of whatever. All bullshit. All bullshit. And the unfortunate reality is in Canada, we have a lot of dumb people here. And I got to say it that way. We have a lot of dumb people because they will think this may not be a bad idea. See, it's all a great idea until, until you have to engage in it. And then when you engage in it, you begin to realize <coughs> what you signed up for. And when all your privileges are taken away or restricted because you have no rights. Going shopping at a Walmart or a Costco is not a right. Okay, that's just a, a privilege that you have. That you, we have all these choices that we can go shopping too. But that is not that's not a freedom, a freedom. Okay, that's a privilege or, that you have. You don't have any real rights. That was proven at the last, you know, event when everybody was marching in Ottawa and marching in, in Windsor, marching in Alberta, you know, that highway there, Coots Highway, whatever. What did they do? They slammed everybody down. Now, every time you turn around, there's another right being taken away. Now the police have the right to stop you for absolutely no reason and charge you with whatever bullshit charge they want to charge you. That's old Canada. Oh, Canada. It died. Canada died. We are now seeing the mutation of what they're bringing in. The penetration of Canada. Now we're seeing the mutations of what was penetrated. We're not going to recognize this country in another two years. We won't believe that we even had a Canada. And the way people are becoming more automon uh, automated, becoming automatons. Can't see, can't all oh, walking straight now. Celine Dion has got this stiff board, yeah, stiff board disease where she's all stiff. She, you know, she's, again, they turned her into a robot. She's becoming robot robotic. Welcome to Canada, eh? <laughs> I'm, I'm being hard on my country, for sure. There's a lot of us that are really pissed off that so many people fell for the bullshit. And then on top of that, on top of that, some have seen the, the, the error of their ways. Now it's too late. Now it's too late. And now they've taken it to the next level. They're going to eliminate so many people with this bullshit because... You got too many people breathing out carbon. If you want to eliminate the carbon footprint, just kill people. That's all you got to do. You don't have to worry about cow farts or cow shit or cow anything. If they quit feeding the cows all these da this damn soy and these pea and this all this fucking genetically engineered grain, these cows would be would be more normal. But how can you feed an animal? A genetically engineered food and not expect some kind of mutation to affect their DNA. If you're eating GMO food, it's going to affect your DNA. 
Unfortunately, everything you're eating has been genetically altered. Substance, but my food says it's GMO-free. This is where God's gift to mankind, called a brain, has to be engaged. And where in this engagement of the brain that God gave everybody, that you can understand cross-pollination, wind blowing pollen all over the place, bees and butterflies transferring pollen all over the place, deers, mice, and birds shitting these foods that they're eating and other farmers' property cause cross-contamination. Being done over the course of what? Um, what, 70? Uh, what was it, 1970? Yeah. Yeah, over 50 years. 50 years. You know, traversing over 700,000 miles in every direction, you still believe you're not eating anything genetically modified or genetically engineered. And if we don't even consider the GMO they put into the food supply, look what's coming down from the sky. Oh, nanu, nanu. So if you don't think that you haven't been eating genetically engineered or genetically modified foods, any epigenetic um, material that can affect the DNA is altering the genetic, is genetically modifying everything, including you. When, okay, yesterday I, I, on the live stream I had uh, Cherie doing an interview. I had Mel had done an interview and, um, and uh, Fiona had put out something. Each one had put something out that affects, they, they all crossed over, believe it or not. And they're all refer, referencing uh, epigenetics in some form or fashion. That's affecting everybody's genetic code, their chromosomes, their DNA, and their health overall. So when we're looking at all of this that you know we're talking about here, it's time you had a wake-up call of epic proportions so that you can understand that what's going on is they're taking you out. How come you've got children all the time sick? Even before all this shit happened. How many of you had kids that had the sniffles? They always got a cold. They got allergies. They always got something going on with these kids. Wasn't like that 40 years ago. 50 years ago. Oh, we had sick kids. Don't get me wrong. But we had more healthier kids than sick ones. And usually the sick kids were the ones that were really poor that, whose parents couldn't afford to feed them properly. Today, that's not the issue. Today, everyone has access to any kind of food you want. Orgasmically organic, health food, foods from the grocery store, foods from the farms, food, food, foods from you know, individual shops, ethnic uh, markets, you name it. We have access to all kinds of food. Imported food, exported food. But all of it is contaminated. Doesn't matter where it comes from. Doesn't matter where you're getting it from. That wasn't, that wasn't the case 50 years ago. Today, it's a whole different world. 
And then on top of that, you're being exposed to high level of nanometals that you're absorbing into your skin that then later on during the day and at night are being hit with microwaves. What happens when you microwave metal in a microwave? You get all kinds of sparking and, you know, uh, hostile reactions going on. Imagine what's going on inside you. Oh, you got cancer. Oh, you got rheumatoid arthritis. Oh, you got digestive disorders. Oh, you got intestinal issues. Oh, you got respiratory issues. Oh, you got allergy issues. I wonder where, where this is happening. Oh, you're uncoordinated. Oh, you can't get out of bed. Oh. <laughs> Ever wonder why? Ever wonder why? See, it's important that you understand that they are. This is not. This is not. Um. They're not. They're not playing games. And when you read things in the internet, how many of you actually think about what you're reading, or are you just reading line, stretch upon stretch upon stretch, and not even? looking or thinking about what you're reading. You're just reading it. Just following the text. It's all you're doing. Not questioning what you're reading. Let me read something called a mineral, mineralo, mineralo organic nanoparticles. Okay. Mineralo organic nanoparticles form spontaneously in the human body fluids. Uh-oh. Mineral organic nanoparticles form spontaneously in human body fluids. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Somebody asked, what the hell does that mean? Nanoparticles can form spontaneously in your body because you got so much of it in your system. When the calcium concentration of calcium and phosphate ions exceeds saturation, we have shown previously that these mineral organic nanoparticles possess biomimetic, 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 meaning that it can mimic or copy your biology. Imagine that. Who's been telling you this for how long? I, I seem to forget the guy that keeps yelling about all this nano. Okay. Let me, uh, let me continue here. We have shown previously that these mineral organic nanoparticles possess biomimetic properties and can reproduce the whole pheno, uh, phenomenology of the so-called nanobacteria. Mineralized entities initially described as the smallest microorganisms on Earth. Here we examine the possibility that various charged elements and ions may form mineral nanoparticles with similar properties in biological fluids. In other words, when I kept telling you forever, don't use a rife, don't use a spooky, don't use a TENS machine, don't use a... a um, um, a zapper because you activate the construction and the integration of these particulates this article is telling you the exact same thing now someone asked me well, what's the difference between what they do and what you do I am 
putting out an EMP. An electromagnetic pulse that erases the program of these nanoparticles. Most of them are programmable. Some of them are incorporated into the program that what you've already collected over several decades of your life. Uh, the other things we're doing is we're actually creating a major surge or charge going through the whole body at one major blast. Not this little bat, 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 that'll feed it. Okay. Or we're creating a spiking through induction. Again, it's an overwhelming hit or spike. Not this that will charge it up. If you want to create AC from a DC, you would need a transistor and a capacitor. So when the DC hits the, trans the transistor, it will go back and forth like an AC current. And what will happen is it will produce an AC effect. Same kind of thing here. Let me continue reading. Here we examine the possibility that various charge elements and ions may uh, form nin uh, mineral nanoparticles with similar properties in biological fluids. Remarkably, all the elements tested, including sodium, magnesium, aluminum, aluminum, calcium, manganese, iron, cobalt, nickel, copper, zinc, strontium, barium, a lot of that shit's in the uh, chemtrails, form a mineral organic particles with bacteria-like morphologies. Well, what do you know? And other complex shapes following precipitation with phosphate and body fluids. Because the phosphorus will actually help pull the stuff out. It can help, it can help trans transfer into the cell and out of the cell like sodium. Sodium will flush. Phosphorus can again transport in and out. In body fluids upon formation, these mineral organic particles, which we term bions, invariably accumulate carb uh, carbonate, apatite, uh, during incubation. In biological fluids, yet the particles also incorporate additional elements and thus reflect the ionic milieu in which they form. I'm going to put this up so you can all read this and understand why <coughs> you're told some of the things you're told. And there's a lot of people, I get a lot of people send me emails all the time. It's funny what I get sometimes. Some of these experts are trying to tell me about nano that they have absolutely no idea what they're talking about most of the time. And I write them back and say, you're an idiot. You have no clue what you're talking about. Because they want, a lot of them get into this new age bullshit. You know, the universal conscious uh, stupidity. They've got an intuition thing. But they don't have any facts, any figures. They have no idea what they're, what's going on. A lot of times I just call them idiots or whatever and tell them, go ahead, keep doing what you're doing. I'll see you in two years. And that's about how long it takes before the hammer finally hits them across the head and realize they don't know what they're talking about. And all the bullshit that they've heard all, uh, and all the rhetoric that they've been listening to has been completely wrong. And yeah, even after two years, they want to argue with me. I tell them, well, okay, you've done it your way. How's it working for you? <laughs> you know. It's interesting when I see some of these so-called experts trying to uh, tell me what they think. Most of the time, I don't care what they really think unless they really got something on the ball or they've got some real research that has some real merit. Then, then, I, then they got my attention. But when they, when they give me their opinions, I have this attitude about opinions. Everyone's, opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got one. And I, don't, I, I may hear the opinion, 
I may investigate the opinion if I think there's anything to it. But for the most part, you know, some may say I'm a bit arrogant. I Maybe I am. You know, but I think after doing this for so long and seeing everything that I've seen, I think I have a, I have a pretty good idea what's up and down. Now, if you're some Johnny-come-lately, my suggestion to you might be to listen to someone who's been there, done that, is way ahead of you. Now, if you don't want to listen, I'm fine with that. I'm more than fine with that. Because that's one less person I have to deal with. <laughs> it may be, a, it may be a, a, a counterintuitive attitude, but see, this is how I look at it. There are a lot of people out there looking for my help that want help and are looking and studying and trying really hard. Them, I have no problem helping. When they start telling me they're listening to this guy and they're listening to that guy and listening to this guy listening to that guy, it's okay, go ahead, listen to all of them. When you get done, come call me back. They get a little mad. And then I tell them all the time, this guy, that guy, this guy, that guy, I don't, know, I don't have a clue what's going on. They have no solution. All they have is whatever anybody else is saying. They just follow the narrative. Have they given you any answers on how to get this out of your body? Have they given you any answers on how to fix your body? No. So why are you listening to them? See, when I get that kind of thing, I, ha I, develop, I do develop a bit of a thick attitude. Now, I get it that you're, most people are not certain, but that's okay. But if you're not even going to listen to what you're being told... I just let you go. Go ahead, continue. I don't get mad. I, you know, not at all. <laughs> not at all. You know. I find most people that are really looking for an answer, those that do listen usually see some results. And I get the emails to back it up. And again, it's not about anything other than the fact that, and I've said this many a time, 90%, 95% what you're getting in the health food industry today is just bullshit. Most of the doctors are talking about this stuff, having a clue either. I have yet to see one. Only one doctor. There's actually been two. But I forget the other one's name. But there's only been two doctors and all the doctors I've seen, whether it's been on talk shows or whatever, that actually know what's going on. They've actually seen what's really happening. And a lot of things I said years ago, I'm seeing more and more surfacing today, validating what I said even, even a year, two years ago, three years ago. So again, this is something you might all want to read to get further understanding of what you're dealing with. This is, a, this is so alien that even the doctors today that are looking at this stuff, they really don't know what they're looking at. And they're all treating it like it's a, it's a natural biology. It isn't. You know, we're looking at today... Um, what we're looking at today is completely alien to the to the common theme, and I always tell everybody, well, um, if they're not looking at this from a synthetic biological perspective, they'll never figure it out. Never figure it out. You know, and I'm saying that in all honesty, they won't. They will continue with the circus. Okay, I was just reading something the other day. Someone said something about EDTA. And I was just looking at something now. 
again, proven that the EDTA isn't effective against nanotechnology unless the nanotechnology has already dis been disengaged. If the nanotechnology has not been disengaged, EDTA will do jack shit. Period. The only thing it's removing is the bacterial uh, components that may, may be attached to nanoparticles that are already loosely flowing through the system. That it will deal with. Whether it's going to deal with the COVID nonsense, that's such horseshit. It, uh, whoever wrote that report, again, was completely out to lunch. The, uh, I don't know how anyone can pull that out of the DNA, you know. And they're still trying to get people to believe this fairy tale. So anyway, I, myself personally, I, when people bring that up to me, I always tell them all the time, you know, quit reading the cartoon section and start looking at science. Because that's what, that's what you got to look at. majority of the stuff that you're dealing with today is so out there. So far-fetched, it's not even funny. You know, it really isn't funny. It, uh, <clears throat> and again, you don't want to be caught up with some of the stuff either because you'll spend a lot of money and get nowhere, you know. It, uh, unfortunately, that's what it's all about, really. Um... To get you to spend money on shit that doesn't do anything. Uh, and again, to keep you in the state of, of, of compromise. It's really unfortunate. That's, that's, how the, that's how the alternative industry works too today. You know. This is what they do. This is how they do it. Um, and unfortunately, the consumer... Um, uh, winds up getting taken for a ride, you know, unfortunately. So, but anyway, I'm going to put this in the uh, show tonight as well. Okay, I'm going to also let you listen to something else here. Let's see, where is it? got to find it again. Everything, everything seems to want to disappear on me. All right, I'm going to let you listen to old KC, KC and the Sunshine Band. Casey. <laughs> Casey and the Sunshine Band will be playing in one minute. Hold on. <laughs> hey, now, I want your cars. Whoop. First, your money. Whoop. Then, your mode of transport. Not long till they come for your freedom. Delete the elite. They now want your cars. <laughs> well, this is part of that 15 minute city and those C40 towns are trying to establish. You know, that's, that's what it's all about. <laughs> You're going to take away your car. You're not going to be able to ride a bike. Bike might cause a carbon footprint. You're not going to be able to take a dump anymore because your shit might cause a carbon footprint. You're not going to be able to use toilet paper anymore. You may have to use a washcloth, but that will also cause a carbon footprint because now you're going to waste water to wash your ass. <laughs> I, You know, has anybody... 
thought about this. I mean, I think about this sometimes. Think, did anybody elect these people to come in and take over? Did anybody? Did anybody elect them? Did you elect them? Was there an election anywhere? I mean, was there some kind of a, you know, campaigning? Any? Anybody hear anything? How is it that these people can just walk into the UN, the WHO, call themselves the WEF, the World Economic Forum, and all of a sudden dictate policy to the whole planet? Anybody? I'm, you know, I'm just wondering. Anybody vote for them? Anybody, you know, hey, Klaus Schwab for Godhood. Anybody? Euro, Noah, you are about whatever the hell his name is. That little goat. The goat. Anybody vote for the goat? <laughs> goat, goat, goat. Anybody? Did he run for any kind of political position? I hear him yipping his jaw a lot. You know. Again, I don't know what that is either. I, you know, I look at some of these people and I have to wonder, what, what, what happened? <laughs> like, what happened? I mean, something's wrong. There's a, there's a genetic, mm, something's, there, something's not right. Uh, okay, let me see if I got this here. Hold on. Uh... Yeah, let me play this. This is another one. Just, just to give you an idea of some of these holy men, these holy men out there. You know, that they are wanting... Oh, man, I forgot about this one, too. Okay, I'm going to let you listen to this, and then I'm going to play something else. Hold on. Here we go. Another week. Another leaked video from the World Economic Forum featuring Klaus Schwab's advisors casually discussing their plans to depopulate the planet. According to these two WEF stooges, all religious groups are opposed to the World Economic Forum because religions want more souls and the WEF wants less on the planet. So in the session we just attended here at the Economic Forum, I think there was a sense of relief actually in your frankness. Um, you brought up some issues that, that others are reluctant to bring trouble. up. That's my trouble. Always. <laughs> All the religious groups are against me because I'm talking about population. They want more souls, I want less on the planet. <laughs> At what point do we stop and say enough? How many times does the World Economic Forum have to declare their sinister intentions before the world stops and listens? Klaus Schwab's right-hand man, Yuval Noah Harari, who has a history of saying the quiet part out loud, recently admitted what many people have long suspected. According to Harari, who is promoting his new book, the big political question of the 21st century is, what do we need so many humans for? And it's not even the first time Yuval Noah Harari has let slip regarding their plans for humanity. He recently declared that the WEF considers the vast majority of the human population to be obsolete, useless and redundant. According to Harari, so-called common people are right to be fearful of a future in which they will be made redundant. 
The WEF advisor assessed the widespread anxiety among common people as being rooted in a fear of being left behind in a future run by smart people. Such fears are justified according to Harari who spoke on behalf of the elites and confirmed we just don't need the vast majority of you. If you go back to the middle of the 20th century and it doesn't matter if you're in the United States with Roosevelt or if you're in Germany with Hitler or if you're in, in, in the USSR with Stalin and you think about building the future, then your building materials are those millions of people who are working hard in the factories, in the farms, the soldiers in the... You need them. You don't have any kind of future without them. Um, and now fast forward to, to the early 21st century when we just don't need the vast majority of the population. Because because uh, the, the future is about developing more and more sophisticated technology, like, again, artificial intelligence, bioengineering. Most people don't contribute anything to that, except perhaps for their data. And whatever people are still doing, which is useful, these technologies increasingly will make redundant and will make it possible to, to replace the, the people. Harari's comments are deeply disturbing because when they are placed in context with comments by other WEF advisors and affiliates like Bill Gates, it becomes clear that they have disablement and depopulation on their mind. And the UN is working hand in glove with the WEF. Here is Christiana Figueres letting the cat out of the bag about the plans of the elite. Isn't it true that stopping the rise in population would be one of the biggest levers in driving the rise in greenhouse gases. Is that well, I, I mean, we all know we expect 9 billion, right, by, by 2050. Um, so, yes, obviously less people would exert less um, pressure on the natural resources, and, um, and, and that's it's So is 9 billion a foregone conclusion that's like baked in, done, not going to, no way to change that? Well, there again, there's pressure in the system um, to go toward that. We, we can definitely change those, right? We can definitely change those numbers. Um, and we really should make every effort to change the numbers because we are already today, already exceeding the planetary carrying capacity today. Alan Gregg, an official founder for the Rockefeller Foundation, said the world has cancer and the cancer is man. Prince Philip, Queen Elizabeth's husband, said if he could be reincarnated, he would wish to return to Earth as a killer virus to lower human population levels. A nice guy, that Philip. Jacques Cousteau said we need to eliminate 350,000 people a day. Media mogul Ted Turner said we need a 95% decline in population. OK, Ted, you first. These guys for the New World Order want to reduce the population of the world from its present 7 billion to half a billion. Charles Worcester of the Environmental Defence Fund said people are the cause of all problems and we need to get rid of some of them. Bill Clinton signed the Biodiversity Treaty that said we need to reduce the Earth's population to one billion. Peter Singer, an influential Princeton professor who is teaching your children, wants to have abortions after the baby's born. You've got 28 days to decide if you want to keep it. He said Christianity is our enemy. If the animal rights movement is to succeed, we must destroy the Judeo-Christian religion tradition. Apparently, animals have more rights than humans. Maybe that's why the powers that be are promoting abortion parties. Straight up though, if I ever have to have an abortion, you bet I'm gonna have a fucking party. I'm like gonna have like 
cupcakes with like aborted fetuses drawn on them, lots of snacks, lots. I'm gonna come up with some sort of cocktail and call it the aborted fetus. And me and all of my friends are just gonna hang out, eat a bunch of yummy dead fetus themed food, get drunk, and have a great old time. And maybe that's why the shots are causing mass deaths. But you'll never hear about that on the mainstream media because they are bought and paid for by Pfizer. It's brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch, sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline. Brought to you by Pfizer. Making a difference. Brought to you by Pfizer. CNN Tonight. Brought to you by Pfizer. Early start. Brought to you by Pfizer. Friday night on Aaron Burnett out front. Brought to you by Pfizer. This week with George Stephanopoulos is brought to you by Pfizer. This weather report brought to you by Pfizer. Today's countdown to the royal wedding is brought to you by Pfizer. And now a CBS Sports update brought to you by Pfizer. Meet the press. Data download. Brought to you by Pfizer. This portion of CBS This Morning sponsored by Pfizer. On how to find the hidden sugars in the American family diet. Sponsored by Pfizer. And maybe that's why they're promoting obesity, which last time anyone checked leads to diabetes and an early grave. The body positivity movement promotes obese bodies as healthy and is being pushed hard by the mainstream media, with new celebrities created to brainwash the children. Maybe that's why an insulin factory was blown up just in the nick of time to cause an insulin shortage when it's needed the most. I got us donuts. Those are so bad for you. Oh no, are they moldy? I mean, are they poisoned? Are you allergic? No, I'm just saying. Mm. You're judging my food choices based on a false standard of health again, aren't you? Guilty. Diet culture, fat phobia, and systems of oppression have created false hierarchies of food and it shows up everywhere. For instance, harmful thought patterns like earning food through exercising or that dessert is the reward for the punishment of eating vegetables. Remember that you do not need to earn food. We are all incorrectly taught from a young age that our size and therefore the foods that we eat are markers of our self-worth. Moralizing food can lead to harmful relationships with food and disordered eating. Instead of focusing on good and bad choices, try to approach food with neutrality in mind. The only foods that are bad for you are foods that contain allergens, poisons, and contaminants. Or food that is spoiled or is otherwise inedible. Eat without guilt, regardless of what society says. Of course, the mainstream has been corralled into a mass formation psychosis, and they will refuse to listen to you if you try and speak sense to them about any of these issues. According to the mainstream in 2020, obesity is healthy, the vaccines are not causing people to kill over and die, and abortion is love. George Orwell warned Another us about week. these times. He said they would convince us that war is peace. How right he was. <laughs> the last part of that. Uh, <laughs> if you were to follow that narrative, you'd be dead in a very short time. It's hilarious what they are actually trying to propagate here. Uh, in regarding to, um, oh, it's amazing how things have changed in 60 years.
How things have changed in 60 years. Wow. It's... <laughs> If somebody had, would have told me that we would be here today talking this shit that we're, they're talking today, everything has been inverted. Everything. And when you hear the gurus of today talking, they're going to go along the same lines because a lot of those gurus are going to work to make sure you're dead. That you are dead. It's amazing to say the least. Amazing to say the least. I, I, oh my gosh, it's just unbelievable what we're seeing today. You know, the Bible says that. There is a verse in the Bible that also said they would say that good would be evil, evil would be good, and right would be wrong, and wrong would be right. You know, it's it's just one of those amazing things that are going on today in regarding to um, making sure that the disinformation that's coming out today, uh, it, it's unreal. Let me see where we're at here. <laughs> Like I said, I see some of this crap. I'm like, are you kidding me? All right, I'm going to play another wonderful theme here. So I can find out where the hell it went. Give me a second. About how you can save the planet by eating your pets. In Vietnam and parts of Asia, they do eat dog. And I do believe they eat cat too. Now, the WEF, the WEF, World Economic Fuck-Ups, I mean World Economic Foes, World Evil Fiends, World Evil Fiends, want you to eat your pet to save the carbon footprint of the planet. Well... I'll let, I'll let them speak on their own behalf. The world ec evil fiends. Hold on. Unbelievable. The World Economic Forum has recently launched a controversial new initiative that will have animal rights activists up in arms. The WEF is now calling for millions of cats and dogs worldwide to be slaughtered in an effort to reduce the carbon paw print they produce as a result of eating meat. The WEF, which has ordered mainstream media outlets to begin pushing the narrative, wants to introduce an international policy that would require the majority of pet owners to euthanize their animals. CNN, always at the forefront in pushing the globalist agenda has begun urging its viewers to starve their pets to death in an effort to combat climate change. CNN published an article on their website recently entitled, Our Pets Are Part of the Climate Problem. These tips can help you minimize their carbon paw prints. In the article, the liberal sadists at CNN argue that the meat-heavy diet of many household pets is causing planet-warming gases to be released into the atmosphere. Responsible pet owners should trade in their best friend for a turtle for the planet. 
Snakes, turtles and reptiles can have a really low impact, CNN suggests. Your kitty cat and pooch, CNN explains, are going to have to eat bugs just like you, assuming Klaus Schwab allows you to keep them at all in the future. Bloomberg, another mouthpiece for the global elite, jumped onto the bandwagon at the same time, urging pet owners to let their pets die to fight inflation. Hollywood celebrity Emma Thompson has gone even further, telling pet owners to eat their own pets to survive the so-called climate crisis. The proposed policy was met with outrage by animal rights groups and pet owners who argue that it's unethical and unnecessary. Many are also concerned about the lack of consultation with pet owners before such a drastic decision was made. Despite the backlash, the WEF maintains that this measure is necessary as it believes that reducing the number of pets around the world will help reduce global warming and other environmental issues caused by overpopulation. It also claims that the policy will help reduce animal cruelty as it will ensure that no pet is subjected to neglect or mistreatment. The WEF has also come under fire for its lack of transparency in how this initiative was proposed and developed. The organisation has yet to provide any evidence that suggests euthanising pets will have a positive impact on the environment or combat animal cruelty. However, if you've been paying attention to the WEF's policies in recent they times, you'll realise that this is not really about saving the world. WEF policies all have one thing in common. They dehumanise, degrade and mock us. They are designed to take away all of the joys of life and inflict maximum they now want The campaign cup. to force humanity to give up meat and subsist on bugs and crickets is a good example. A WEF insider actually admitted that it's about crushing the human soul. Why should the peasants be allowed pet companionship in the looming dystopia as a way to cope with the soul-sucking hopelessness and alienation? That's what ineffective and potentially harmful psychiatric antidepressants are for, silly. Then there is the depopulation drive, which was a conspiracy theory for a long time, but is now completely out in the open. They aren't even trying to keep it a secret anymore. According to these two WEF stooges, all religious groups are opposed to the World Economic Forum because religions want more souls and the WEF wants less on the planet. So in the session we just attended here at the Economic Forum, I think there was a sense of relief actually in your frankness. Um, you brought up some issues that, that others are reluctant That's my to trouble. bring up. <laughs> Always. <laughs> all the religious groups are against me because I'm talking about population. They want more souls, I want less on the planet. <laughs> At what point do we stop and say, enough? How many times does the World Economic Forum have to declare their sinister intentions before the world stops and listens? Klaus Schwab's right-hand man, Yuval Noah Harari, who has a history of saying the quiet part out loud, last week admitted what many people have long suspected. According to Harari, who's promoting his new book, the big political question of the 21st century is, what do we need so many humans for? People sense. I don't know what happened here. We lost the, uh, it replayed the same feed. Okay, sorry about that. I, hmm, that's, that's, uh, hold on. Okay, there was another one where the goat, the goat there, um, was speaking about at a, at a forum, is that it? No. Um, where they want, he's uh, describing the, describing the um, new technology is going to make us like gods. Like gods. And 
he said the biggest question of the time would be, what are we going to do with our godlike power? Now, I'm hearing this shit, and the interesting thing about all of that is the, um, it's the same repeat of what happened in the garden. When Lucifer or Satan approached the garden and talked to Eve about the forbidden fruit. He says, can you eat anything of the garden? He says, we can the eat it. Oop. We can eat it. has recently what? launched a controversial new... Okay. I don't know what's going on here. Anyway, um, where Lucifer uh, asked Eve, can you eat anything of the garden? She says, we can eat anything of the garden except for the tree. Uh, God told us in that day we'd eat the tree, we would die. And Lucifer says, no, you, you won't die. You know, if you, it says, you'll be like God. You'll be like God. Knowing good from evil, you will be like God. That's what this group all is saying. I swear, it must be, it must be Lucifer incarnate in the, in that little frail, goat-looking, genetic reject from a test tube. Another one. You know, it's amazing what what we see today, what I see today anyway, in regarding to um, some of the stuff that I'm hearing, you know, and I hear this stuff, I hear the Bible echoing in my ear. You know, same, the same rhetoric, what's going on here? The same rhetoric, it must be the AI talking, see the AI's pissed off because I'm talking about Lucifer. The, um, the, like I said, it's the same rhetoric over and over and over. The antivirus program. I don't know what the hell's going on here with this. Anyhow, the, oh, this thing. The, <clears throat> the, um, it's a repeat. It's the same shit over and over. You're going to be a Superman. You're going to be a Batman. You're going to be the Hulk because you're going to be a transgendered human something. You know, the interesting thing about their promises that you're going to be like gods and you're going to be able to have godlike powers, that is a dream and a lie and a hologram. It's the same kind of hologram Jesus was shown in the desert when Lucifer approached him and said, look at all these kingdoms, past, present, and future. Look at all of them. It was a hologram. If you bow down to me, I'll give it all to you. He's only going to give him a hologram. That was a play on words. Again, another deception. Same kind of thing when God told Abraham to go sacrifice his son so he could test Abraham's heart. When Abraham got to the, to the site, all of a sudden he seen this river flowing. He said, this was never there before. Started walking and noticed that the water was getting deeper and deeper and deeper. And then he realized it was the devil. And he called the devil out. Called him on his illusion. Called him on that hologram. Same shit again and again and again and again. It's the same old, same old. And it's the same thing, whether you're going to fall for this bullshit again. You're going to be like God. You know, we've got to figure out what we're going to do with our power. You're, nothing going, to be, you're going to be nothing but a slave under, under a technocratic 
elite that will use technology to make them appear to be like gods. You know, remember that Stargate movie? Where, the, not the series, but the actual movie where they go through the Stargate and they meet this, this uh, whatever he is, a Guald or whatever. And it looked, I don't know what it was, looked like a female, a femme, femme men or men femme or whatever you want to call it. And he put on all this shit and they had all this advanced technology. And because they had this advanced technology, all the slaves looked at them as if they were gods because they had this tech. This is the same thing that's going to happen. If this is, would be allowed to propagate and to get to that point, that's what would happen to mankind. They would bow down to this type of sh stuff here, these goats and this whatever you want to call them, because they would be technocratically advanced. They're nothing, they're nothing but mortal. And if they were to give you godlike powers, let's say they actually gave, gave you this, do you actually think you'd be autonomous? Do you actually think that they would allow you to have that much power and not be in some kind of control? If they gave you that much power, do you think you'd be doing your own thinking? You'd be, you'd be obeying their command. You would still be serving them with the added power, that's all. This, the, the, the promise of power. What a joke. <laughs> what a joke. The only, the, the power, the real power that we have, the real power, the real power that we have today that God has bestowed upon every man, woman, and child is the power of choice, the power to say yes or no. That's true power. To agree or disagree. To go along or to reject. That's real power. If you don't go along with them, they, they lose it. Their ego can't handle it. What do you mean you said no? You said no to me? Yep. I was just watching a cartoon. And they had Trudeau, you know... Going along saying, take the shot. And all the politicians and all the cabinets saying, oh yeah, we'll take the shot. And he bent over and they were kissing his ass. And they were puckering up going, kiss, 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 kiss. Uh, somebody in the group sent that to me. <laughs> so they get to the truck, truck driver. <laughs> truck driver says, okay, take the shot. He said, I don't think so. So you got to take the shot. I said, no, I don't have to. You got to take the shot. No, I'm not going to take anything. Nope, nope, not going to do it. And then, he, and then Trudeau's are getting all red-faced and everything. It's a cartoon, you know. And he says, oh, you got to take the shot. Nope. And so he says, I'm going to, and then the truck says, I'm going to go into my truck and sit there until you learn some manners. So then uh, the cartoon Trudeau tries to push the truck away. And so he talks to the tow truck driver and says, pull him away. He says, I don't think so. So then the guy blows his horn and, and Trudeau hits the wall and, and falls into this black oil. He says, hey, look. <laughs> anyway, there was some other, some other comments they made. But, you know, you have the right to say no. That's real power. When you engage that right and say no. We've been told to go along, to get along for so long that we don't know how to say, you know what, I'm going to go my own way. We've lost an autonomous way of thinking. Some of us have anyway. Now they're talking in, the, in this whole 
WEF that the Christian Judaic is the enemy of the state, of course. I don't know about the Christian Judaic part, but the Christian part of it is the part that says there's only one God and our knee will only bend to him. Nobody else. They can't handle that. Our king is Christ. Our knee will bend to him and no one else. Again, they can't handle that. They want to be gods. They are not gods. They may have clones. They may have robotoids, but they are not gods. If you put a bullet in their head, they will drop dead. If you cut them, they will bleed. If you hang them, they will suffocate. They're not gods. See, a real god can come down in the body of flesh, die, and come back from the dead. That's a real god. That's real power. Real god can create the heavens and the earth in seven days and take the seventh day and take a break, have a rest. That's real power. This... Is a joke. This is a show. This is theater, what we're seeing. And we got to snap out of this, this dream world we're in. This Walt Disney Channel that we're watching. That ain't life. But anyway, like I said, this is what they're promising. But they can't, this is, they, they got, these are checks they can't cash. They have no power, nothing, unless everybody surrenders that right to them. Once you surrender your choice to say yes or no, you no longer have any real power. None. None. That is the way it rolls. And I'm going to tell you something. Saying no may feel uncomfortable, but it's not about feeling. There are times you do things because it feels good to do it. I get that. It's an endorphin release. It's a high. You get a buzz off of it. You feel, oh, yippee, I, okay, You know, that kind of shit. But sometimes doing the right thing doesn't feel good. I got to tell you, a lot of times, most times, it doesn't feel good. It feels like shit, to be honest with you. Because you're going completely against the grain. You're going to go, going against everything that you've ever been taught to, to do. You've been always taught to be quiet and just, and just go along. And when you, when you make the stand and the challenge to say no and to go against the grain, all you got to do is stand your ground. And you'll lose friends. You're going to lose friends, man. That ain't, that's a given. Because most of your friends are programmed robotoids anyway. But the blessing in that is that you'll meet other people who are also like-minded. You may not meet them right away, but you'll come across them sooner or later. You know... I've often said many times just my own conversion to Christ. You know, at the beginning, my mom was dead against us. She, oh man, she said, I'd rather you go out there and get drunk, get laid, and do this. <laughs> and that's no word of a lie. Ten years later, she says, I hope your brother finds what you did. <laughs> Took ten years, but she came around. She's a believer. You know. But like I said, you know, it ain't a popular thing to say no. It ain't popular to do the right thing. It ain't. It ain't hip. It ain't cool. It ain't whatever the terminology is today, out there, far out, whatever they're using today in their, in their you know, in their lingo. Like I said, it, this is what we're coming down the pipe is going to separate the wheat from the chaff big time. Big time. And they're telling you what they're going to do. 
They're getting everything ready and see what they're doing now. What they're saying now, they'll have it. They'll have it in place not next year, maybe, but the year after or the year after that. That's how they work. Doesn't mean you got more time. It just means you got less. Because between here and then, they're going to keep on diminishing your privileges and your access to whatever you're doing right now. That's how this was going to work, and it's going to be done incrementally. And so as it, as it goes incrementally into the, the, uh, their game, they came out with the, they came out with the biggest diversion ever, anybody could ever seen a boogeyman virus, and now they're trying to keep pushing the agenda. And then in Canada, oh Canada, <laughs> used to be our home and native land. Now the WF has moved in and took over. The WF has moved in and took over. Because we sat there and let them do it. We haven't won any battles. We're not getting ahead. We're losing the war. Anybody else is telling you some bullshit, that's the power of positive wishful thinking. We are not winning this. They have not stopped their agenda. They just made Montreal some kind of special city, another one of those C-40 cities. You know, they got a bioweapons factory now in Quebec. They're building one in B.C., they're talking, and then you got that reject from a test tube experiment. Uh, Tam wants you to wear your mask again and get and go get more jabs, and you're going to do things to save your fellow Canadians. That's all bullshit. They never even found the first one. How the hell do you know they got anything going on now? Television is the worst freaking nightmare going. It's a propaganda machine to get you to believe whatever shit they want you to believe. You know, go watch the TV show Network. They actually have a scenario in there when he says exactly what I just said. He says, we will tell you any shit you, we want to tell you and you'll believe it. And that's television telling you the game. Well, you were being entertained by the truth and going, ha, ha, ha. That's the that's, they were, He was telling you that, the exact thing. This is less than 3% read the newspaper. Well, the newspaper today is a waste of time anyway. Less than 3% you even read anymore. And most of you that do read do not think about what you're reading. You just read the strip. You just read the strip, the sentence, whatever. And you just follow along just to get it through, get it done. But not questioning anything, not analyzing anything, not thinking about what you even read. You just read it and, and then it's page, next page. You know. How we have fallen. Anyway, I think we're pretty much near the end of this. Oh yeah, I'm way over. Alrighty, I'm going to wind it down. You know, I always say at the end of these sh shows, read the Gospels. Now, when I say read the Gospels, don't read it like a comic book or a newspaper or a, or a life magazine or some kind of time magazine bullshit. Read it. Read it. Think about what you're reading. Think about the times Jesus was living in. Similar times than they are today. He was dealing with an, uh, uh, a country that was <clears throat> basically controlling Israel. The, the theocratic system there was in bed with the Roman Empire. They were dividing the spoils at the expense of the people of Israel at the time. The Hebrews of the day. The children of... of um, of Abraham, 
the real children of Abraham, not the ones that are there today. I don't know what the hell those are today, but the real children of Abraham. Jesus healed one, said, this is, why should the daughter of Abraham suffer so? He, like I said, he knew the genetic code. That her genetic line went all the way to Abraham. See, if you start thinking about it, hey, how did he know that? How did he know that she's of the descendant of Abraham? Hmm, makes you think, doesn't it? So read the Gospels, read what Jesus had to say, read the book of Revelations. I always say that's the, that's the playbook. That is the playbook. That's the playbook that I believe every reset that's happened between then and here, that's what they've been going by. The format. Check it out. Read the whole New Testament. Get acquainted with that covenant. Get acquainted with that covenant. I always say at the top of the shows, at the top of these shows, you got people up there that are doing stuff. You know, you got Cherie. Uh, she just did an interview with uh, um, Fire Medic 8. You got Fiona. You got Yanni. You got myself and other people. Anyway, feel free to access them for any assistance for your health products. Uh, if you want to donate, feel free to do that to anybody you want. Doors wide open. If you can't donate, don't worry about it. You know, do what you can for your family. Most people have lost a lot. I get that. Take care of yourselves. Get yourselves back on your feet. Alrighty. I always say at the end of these shows, we're still here by the grace of God. So until the next segment, tomorrow there'll be another live stream. I almost forgot. Uh, so again, it'll be 6 o'clock. PM Eastern. So again, tune in. Uh, we'll have a show for you tomorrow. All right. As I say, we're here. We're still here by the grace of God. So to the next segment, to your health, take care. <laughs>